for South Dakota's Sports Talk Show. This is the Nate Brown Show, featuring live callers, live interviews, and thought-provoking sports talk. From the biggest national names to the hottest local stories, welcome to the Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. Here's your host, Nate Brown. All right. Good Wednesday afternoon. It is always a great day in the Black Hills. Thanks for being a part of the program. I appreciate that. Hope you're having a solid week. Does anybody ever say, thank goodness it's Wednesday? Okay, we we do. We're ready, man. Midweek power. Let's go. Let's get it rolling today. South Dakota Sports Talk Show live on 106.7 FM, 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. Stream us at foxsportsrapidcity.com. And a couple of different ways you can watch the show. Welcome in on YouTube. We just got a couple of new subscribers there. I like that on YouTube. My daughter says I got to get the subscriber number up. We, uh, you know, we don't promote it a lot, uh, but Matt Kearney does a great job with it. The YouTube channel, you can subscribe. We'd appreciate that. The Nate Brown Show, and you can watch us live weekdays 4 to 6. And also there on Twitter, if you have a Twitter account, follow the show at Nate Brown Show, and you can watch the show live as well. So watch, listening, thanks for being uh, part of the program, checking in with us. The Nate Brown Show brought to you in part by Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center. That's the expert team when it comes to taking care of the weekend warrior to the elite athlete. They're out there on the fields all winter, all summer, um, and they're taking care of our athletes. Plus, they want you to continue your active lifestyle. Don't let an injury slow you down when you need the expert care. See Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center. Learn more at bhosc.com. Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center, founded in 1976, helping you stay in the game, bhosc.com. Let's look at the Wednesday lineup for you. What do we have? Some good stuff across the board. Going to go out to Los Angeles today, AM 570, Los Angeles. Kevin Figures. We're going to run through a few things, including All-Star Game festivities. I think Buxton should have been the MVP. Why not? Why not? Buxton, a big blast, the go-ahead blast, the winning home run. And Byron Buxton doesn't get the MVP. Okay, it is what it is. Minnesota Twins. If that was somebody else... If that was anybody but a Minnesota twin, they would have gotten the MVP. How about that uh, situation last night at the All-Star game? Well, we'll get into that. A little bit of USC-UCLA. Um, if you missed last night's show, there's a team that's getting the most bets at a Las Vegas Superbook to win the national championship. And I told you last night, it's USC. I think that's crazy. That is nutty. Uh, Kevin Figures out in Los Angeles, Fox Sports Radio, AM 570, the flagship for the Dodgers. Kevin Figures joining us. Also on the college football side, he does a great show. Brenneman shows up. It's former Penn State tight end Adam Brenneman, college football analyst now, does a great job, and he'll check in on the college football side. Well, it's Big Ten Media Days going on. What's the update with the Huskers? Well, Nebraska's going to change one thing about like media access this year. I don't think it's a huge deal, but it's interesting. Um, that and a little bit more on the Husker side with Gary Sharp from Omaha, 1620 The Zone. Out to Sioux Falls tonight. How about our friend Jeff Turn? He's the host of Overtime in Sioux Falls. We'll run through a rapid-fire selection of questions. South Dakota sports, maybe a little bit of 
Sioux Falls Little League discussion. The state Little League tournament's coming up Friday here in town. Sioux Falls trying to be the uh, super team here and, and beat everybody again. We shall see. Jeff Turn will get his take on that. Busy Wednesday show. I'm ready to go. A lot to hit today. Um, yes, there's a lot to hit, but even though today is the day, did you know this? Today is the day there's no sports. I mean, live sports. There was a WNBA game this afternoon. So, so they had that one game. I'm looking across the board because you got the MLB All-Star break and then nothing on the board. There's nothing on the board. What a sad day July 20th is. So we'll make it a little bit better. Give us some sports talk here, thought-provoking sports talk. Join the show, 720-1067, 720-1067. That's the Boss Pizzeria and Sports Bar Sports Line live for you to the studio. And the Barron's Wilson text line open and ready. Direct text the show anytime. Your take right there, 720-1067 on the Barron's Wilson text line. I want to start with something fun here. I've been discussing this here in the office this afternoon. And... Um, I find it interesting because it got my attention uh, as I saw this happen yesterday. And then I started thinking, which type of sports fan are you? And I love, I love asking the audience, which type of sports fan are you? I know which type of sports fan I am. And so here's the video uh, that got my attention that I wanted to bring up and then get into this whole situation here when it comes to um, what type of sports fan you are. So there's a video that's gone viral from the All-Star Game festivities yesterday. Okay? And you can find it if, if you're on Twitter and the whole thing. You can find it. So here's what's going on. There's, there's players coming through uh, and signing autographs. Okay? All-Star Game festivities in L.A. yesterday. There's players coming through and signing autographs, and there's a whole host of kids, mainly, lined up in, uh, I, I watched the video, they're, they're in Dodger uniforms and stuff like that. So they're lined up and they're holding out the baseballs. You've all done this, haven't, haven't we? Went to the ballpark, maybe you went to uh, some major league games back in the day or even minor league. I used to do this up in Billings, Montana, minor league. Cincinnati Reds affiliate, we saw some great players come through there. You hold out the ball over the fence and you hope somebody comes by and, and sign it. Well, there's there's players coming through. Here's the video. I'll, I'll describe it for you, and then I'll get into why, why I'm uh, getting after this. So here's what happened. Why did it go viral? This is a common thing. Kids are trying to get an autograph. Kids are holding out the ball. Well, there's a guy behind him. It's a grown adult. There's a guy behind him yesterday at the All-Star Game festivities. It's a grown adult man. He's in a Padres uniform. So he's a Padres fan, I'll take it, I guess. And he's holding out a ball, and he starts leaning over the kids. He's <laughs> I laugh about this because I'm going to get into what type of sports fan are you. This kid, or th this guy, starts leaning over the kids. The kids are probably, I don't know, 10 or 12, maybe. The, the boys that are trying to get autographs here at the All-Star game. And the man, the grown adult... Starts leaning over the kids. He has a baseball. And he wants to, whoever it is, you can't really see in the corner who's coming up because then the video ends, but he wants that autograph big time. This grown adult wants that autograph big time, so he starts leaning over the kids, and what happens? He's got his elbow over the kids. He kind of bumps one of the kids' head. One of the kids kind of turns around. What's going on? I'm getting smothered by this guy. Kind of elbows the guy back. And what does the adult do back to the kid? He kind of elbows him. 
He kind of elbows him. So now you have a grown adult man like me trying to um, a kind of battle a kid who's trying to get an autograph of some player for whatever reason. Maybe you're a collector. What, whatever it is, I'm just trying to get into the psyche there, into the mindset. So, and, and then I'm going, and then I wanted to say, let's open this up to the audience in the Nate Brown Show question of the day because I watched the video, I laugh, yet I go, Oh, come on. You know, the, the, the adult now kind of elbows the kid, and he's ticked off because he wants an autograph just as bad as the kid, I guess, uh, to each their own. But I can't have that. I'm sitting here watching the video at the All-Star game going, okay, this is, this has gone viral. I'm watching this whole thing as the player is coming through, and here's an adult man who's battling, jockeying for position, kind of forearm shivers some stuff. Uh, sends a forearm shiver. Not too much, not too much, not too violent. So I ask you this question. We've never asked this question, and I think it's an interesting deal. Because if you've gone to games, you've seen people that just go crazy for autographs. And so I wanted to ask, and I, and I threw this out, what do you think of grown adults, grown adults like this guy yesterday at the All-Star uh, festivities, really seeking and asking and jockeying for sports autographs. This is something that um, I think many of us have done back in the day. Uh, I, I found something that I didn't even know I had a couple of weeks ago. It was an Aaron Boone autograph baseball. It was an Aaron Boone autograph baseball. Aaron Boone, manager of the Yankees. When did I get that? I got that way back in Billings, Montana, when he was a minor league player for the Billings Mustangs. And now, I had it in a box. I didn't even know I had it. I found this a, uh, a few weeks ago. I'm cleaning out, and I found the Aaron Boone autographed baseball. Now, was that cool? Yeah, I thought that was cool. I thought that was cool, but guess what? I'm not going to forearm shiver any kid uh, to try and get Aaron Boone's autograph today. I'm not going to do that. Um, what do you say about adults seeking, asking for sports autographs? Are you in that category? I want to know. And then I've got a couple of categories I'm going to uh, keep on going down of the sports fan and their, their psyche. Thanks for calling. You're live on Fox Sports Rapid City, and you go ahead. Hey, Nate. Jim, thanks for taking my call. Jim, what's up, man? Oh, I, uh, I haven't been to uh, – I uh... – I just went to the Broncos Rams preseason game last year. Okay. I didn't try to get any autographs then because they weren't allowing it. Oh, okay. The pandemic. Okay. So I guess they're allowing it back open now. But before that, I scored a lot of Coors Field Rocky games. I would get autographs from players, but I would never be disrespectful for kids. Okay. Always okay. Let them, always let them go first. But, but you want you them. you want to get autographs? So what what do you do? You like collecting? Is that what you do? I like to collect uh, the biggest jerk I ever met here. He told me to basically F myself was the freaking MVP last night when it was Mike Stanton for the Marlins. Biggest jerk I ever met. Oh, is that right? Is that right? Yeah, okay. he was right. He was literally about five feet away from me. I was sitting right along the third baseline, and he was warming up for the Marlins. I came saying, hey, Mike, can you please come try my baseball? And he was warming up, and he's like, I'll be right there. And then... I asked him like 20 minutes later if he would come over, and he's like, basically, he's like, ignored me. He's uh, like, I don't have time that close. He got, said F word, but yeah. I've got some stories um, like that as well. I've got one story of a guy who should have done an autograph and didn't. 
I got you, Jim. Okay, so you collect them. I think that's a little different, Jim. I, I think the collector um, is a little different to me than this guy trying to, you know, elbow uh, his way yeah, forward. Yeah. Appreciate it, bud. Thanks for getting yeah, in. Um, 720-1067. In general, in general, are you? Uh, what do you say about adults seeking and asking for sports autographs? I just said this because uh, the guy yesterday looked like a doofus. I mean, he looked like a doofus. Um, and, and I said, there's, there's a time where maybe you, maybe you want to collect stuff and, and you're a sports memorabilia collector. I've got a friend of mine, by the way, he's got a walk-in closet full of memorabilia. I didn't know this about him till uh, years ago. And uh, he goes, come and take a look at this. And he's got a, a walk-in closet full autographs, memorabilia. Really, really cool. Really cool. I like the memorabilia stuff. I'm not a collector. I'm not a collector. Therefore, I haven't gone down the road of autographs. There's two things with me. Why I haven't been the autograph guy, not a collector, memorabilia guy. Um, the other one is, as I started in media early, one of my first jobs was in Washington, D.C., back at NBC, WRC, NBC, home of Meet the Press. Yes, and the George Michael Sports Machine. And I started back there, and that was when Steve Spurrier with, was with the Redskins. Steve Spurrier was coaching the Redskins, Washington. Michael Jordan was in the front office with the Wizards. Has just started getting out of his playing career, went into that front office deal with Doug Collins as the head coach. And, and we covered all of these teams, and I was out there all the time because I had to run and run and do this, all the errands, you know, as a young guy, as I had to do all this stuff. And I was uh, giving golf cart rides to Steve Spurrier, to LeVar Arrington, to uh, uh, Daryl Green, the great cornerback for Washington back in the day. So I was giving all these golf. So I was alone with these guys. I never, I, I never even got, went down that road because it was the – Cardinal sin. It was the number one rule. You do not ask Michael Jordan, Steve Spurrier, whoever you're dealing with it as a member of the media, you can't ask him for an autograph. I don't even know how old I was. I have to go back and look, but I was still a young guy out of college, right? Still a young guy out of college. And I, I would have thought, hey, I'm right here with Michael Jordan. Nobody else is around. Maybe I could get him. <laughs> That's my favorite player of all time. And it was grained into my head, blazed into my head. Do not ask for autographs or you're gone, essentially. So now I kind of took that with me. So as a media guy, I never see it. I got to get an autograph. I, I got to get this. I got to get that. And I don't collect stuff. And I don't collect stuff. So I'm not there. What are you saying as a general public about this? This video just came out yesterday, and I looked at the guy. The kids are getting the autograph, and here comes the adult elbowing his way. Literally, literally, leans over the kids and <laughs> almost gets in a dust-up uh, trying to get an all-star uh, autograph yesterday. Adult seeking, asking for autographs. Yes, get that signature, or no, you got to grow up a little bit. What's your answer? Look at the votes right now. 62% say no, no adults getting autographs. you got to grow up a little bit. 62%. I'm a little surprised by that. Thanks for calling your live today, and you go ahead. Uh, as much as a hard butt as I am, I personally wouldn't do that. But let me throw another thing at you. Okay. Yeah. Nate, 
I throw out stats at you all the time. Hell, heck, I picked Brooks Robinson on my Mount Rushmore. Yes, yes. And I'll guarantee you 95% of your listeners, Nate, couldn't tell you anything about Brooks and probably misspell his first name. Okay. But he was a great ball player. Okay. All I'm saying is, Look at it from this guy's point of view. Who was the ball player? I don't How much know. of a fan? Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, Kids yeah. today, I mean, come on. Kids today have no, no sense of nostalgia. I know what you're saying on that, meaning, hey, this could be a historical thing. I want the legend's autograph. I just want to have it, right? I mean, who but knows? You know, two major leaguers that I got to see play, at least, you know, through their life, was George Brett and Bob Gibson, amongst okay. others. Yep, yep. But the reason I bring these two up, I can remember Bob Gibson he, over at the Omaha Pee Wees games when he, he'd come into town and he'd sign autographs. And an adult would come up and he just, one of his people, family member, just pushed the adults to the side. Is that right? They weren't getting oh, anything. Okay. okay. And okay. Bob was hanging. And George Brett did the same thing at Rosenblatt Stadium when he uh, played a little bit with the Omaha Royals. And then back in them days, Kansas City Royal players would come and play a game in Omaha against the Omaha Royals, the AAA team. Okay. okay. And I tell you what, the adults, you know, as much as I'd probably fight somebody over Will Chamberlain 30 years ago, <laughs> but that's a different story. Okay, so but you're, what I'm you're saying not a is, big autograph seeker, but you would select no, a few guys. You would. I, you know, okay. I got right. four. Bob Gibson. Okay, that's the big one. Bob Devaney. Okay, I got some George big ones. Brett. Okay. And I got Barry Bonds when he played for ASU. I knew he was going to be the, one of the greatest ball players from that generation. Wow, on. that's that's not bad. Not bad. And I like honestly, it. Honestly, I probably got others, Nate, but I still have them for. I still have Bob Gibson's okay. rookie rookie card, George Brett's rookie card. Let's hope you so, did. All, all I'm saying is, let's hope you didn't battle uh, the kids like this guy did yesterday. Okay, that's in my day, Nate. We would have kicked that guy's butt. <laughs> that's okay. the difference between the kids today oh. and my my boys in the day. We didn't care where what neighborhood. If an adult hit a kid, we were jumping your butt. All right. Well, you didn't hit him, like but that. you know it was yeah, it was it was aggressive. I appreciate that guy should have got beat up, dude. You can't do that to little kids. All right, I got you. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Good stuff um so so it's interesting 62 percent of the audience says on twitter here no you shouldn't seek and ask for sports autographs 60 percent now 40 percent say yes it's okay get that signature um lister text i don't collect them myself but my wife has a twins jersey she started collecting autographs on it when she was a kid she adds to it every year with the twins caravan through south dakota Interesting. Interesting. I, I'm putting this in two different categories. I'm putting this in the collector. Like, sometimes you buy memorabilia. Like I told you, my buddy has a walk-in closet. It's unbelievable. I, I mean, I didn't know he had all this stuff. And um, he's, he's been trying to give me stuff out of there, like Broncos game-worn pants. Like, hey, here, here's some game-worn pants from this Bronco. I'm like, I don't, <laughs> what am I going to do with this? Um, so I said, the collector, the memorabilia, I like it. That's, that's cool to me. 
I don't want to get edgy and get, oh, I, I got to, you know, do this. I haven't been an autograph guy. I haven't been autographed. I found my Aaron Boone signed ball from Billings back in the day, Billings Mustangs baseball. Now, that's pretty cool, right? And I thought it was neat. I didn't even know I had it. I got Aaron Boone's signature when he was a minor league player, and he came all the way through Yankees fame and now the Yankees manager. I'm sitting, yeah, I got Aaron Boone's ball. So I get it. I wanted to ask the audience, what do you say about adults seeking, asking for autographs um, and, and being aggressive like that? 61% of you say, no, you, you got to grow up. On top of this, really quick on this opener, there's another type of guy at a baseball game, okay? Let's say you caught Byron Buxton's home run last night. It's just, just an example. Just an example. Okay? There's another guy. I, I want to get into the psyche of this. Which guy are you? You caught Byron Buxton's uh, home run last night. There's kids around. You kind of beat the kids to it. Maybe you were in the best position. You caught it. Do you give that home run ball to the kid? There's a, maybe a little girl that's nine, maybe a little boy that's eight. He's to your left and right. Do you give up the ball? Are you that guy in the Major League Baseball Stadium, which I, I catch the ball, and you gotta you got to give it to the kid? They used to shame people at, at games I was uh, at, even in Billings. Minor league baseball. Somebody would catch a foul ball, <laughs> and the adult would have it, and there'd be a kid who's trying to run and get it. And, and everybody would shame him. Give it to the kid. Give it to the kid. And then everybody start booing him. Are you the guy that uh, keeps the ball, or do you give it to the kid? Do you keep the ball, or do you give it to the kid? Guess which guy I am. Guess which guy I am. I'm giving it to the kid. Now, if this is um, if this is Barry Bonds record-setting home run ball, okay. Um, now we got a little bit of a little bit of an issue here. Okay, I might have to keep my head on a swivel. Okay, it might. We're, we're, it's game time. It's game. <laughs> it's game time. But if it's a it's it's just a home run ball. Let's say I go to a game in uh, Padres uh, Rockies game coming up in a couple of weeks. Let's say I go to that. I go to the Padres Rockies, and I catch the ball. There's kids around me. Do I give it to the kid? I do. I do give it to the kid, not because I'm just nicey-nice guy. I, I, I don't need the ball. The kid's day is made. The kid's week is made. The kid's year might be made. You don't know if that's his first major league game, his last. I'm giving it to the kid. I'm giving up the ball to the kid. Right? Thanks for calling your live today, and you go ahead. Hi, Nate. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good. What do you? What, what's your take here? Well, I keep the ball because I want to give it to my grandson. <laughs> okay, <laughs> not, that's a, that's not, okay. That's okay. Not, but uh, but uh, so I look I look bad at, at the ballpark because I don't didn't give it to the kid you know nearest to me. But yeah, you know, I bring it home for my grandson. And, and I think too these days, um, and I think um, Steve was exactly right. These kids don't. Most of them don't have much knowledge of baseball history. A lot of them are getting autographs for their parents or their dad, who's going to turn around if it's a famous one, sell up on, online. Well, yeah, I know, and I, I don't and, like that either. I don't, and that's why that's athletes why, are like, "Hey, I'm I'm not going to sign all this stuff." Well, I was just going to say that. That's why a lot of these athletes they know the they know the game, they know what's going on, and I think they realize that someone you know is using a kid. <laughs> 
for their benefit and their you know money if they get a good autograph from a really famous player you know mom or dad's gonna sell them you know on ebay or somewhere i, I got or, you on that i got you. have so. you uh have you been an autograph seeker i've tried i you know it's been usually by the time I get there, there's 1,500 people ahead of me. Well, you got well, you so got to elbow the kids. That's what this guy did yesterday. No, I'm I kidding. Wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> You're too nice. I know that. All right, man, I, I appreciate it. Thanks All for right, getting man, in. Uh, by the way, uh, he's going to get booed at the game that he's at. That guy right there. He said, well, I'm going to keep the ball, and I'm going to give it to my grandson. Yeah, good luck explaining that to uh, 20,000 there watching on the big screen. So, so if I go to the Padres-Rockies game here in a couple of weeks and I get a ball, I'm giving it to the kid. I'm not going to give it to uh, my daughters. If they're not at the game, if my daughters aren't at the game, they're, they're, if they're not at the game, they're not getting the ball. They're probably listening right now. Now they're crying. It's too bad. you got to go to the game and experience it to get the ball. I'm not going to give you this. Uh, to keep the ball for them. I'm going to give it to the kid at the game. Make his day. San Diego Padres fan. I'm going I'm to give him the ball every time. I'm not keeping the ball. Listener text, if I'm with a girl, I would give it to the girl. I would give it to her. But if I'm alone, then I'll give it to the kid. Really? Really? Well, you got to make her happy. I understand that. I understand that. But uh, you're not going to keep the ball at all? It's interesting. There's There's a couple of different guys. The guys that... Well, I, I should probably keep this. And I'm, I'm on that edge. I'm like, yeah, I caught the ball. That's cool. It's a home run ball. Like Byron Buxton's last night. Would that be a hard one for me to give up? I, I guess it would, but I would. Byron Buxton's home run ball in the All-Star game last night. Picture yourself. I, I would give that one up. If there's kids around me, I, I would give that one up. All right. And by the way, I'm not going to ask Buxton for his autograph. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. Not going to ask him. Um, hang on here. I got Kevin Figures coming up. One more call on it. Thanks for getting in. You're live, and you go ahead. Whoever sent that text in is clueless. <laughs> Why? Why? Okay, okay. You, okay. you want to make the girl happy. Do something nice for a kid. Oh. You see the look on their face. Oh. They go, oh, yes. that was so sweet. Oh. It's like, come on, man. <laughs> you got Where's that. Where's your head at? Anyway, okay. okay. That's okay. all I had to say. All right, buddy. <laughs> I appreciate it. McJudgerson, that's a smart play. It's the emotional play, McJudgerson. You're with a girl. You give the ball up to a kid, and then she just love you for you're just such a nice guy. Such a nice guy. Oh, the topics we cover. I find it so interesting. The autograph seeker or not, the giving up the ball guy at the ballpark or not, and the final one I can't even get to, are you the guy that brings the baseball glove? Are you the are you the bring the baseball glove to the ballpark guy? I'm not, but I used to be back in Billings, I tell you. I'd catch those uh, balls and yeah, and I'd be I'd be out for blood there. I wanted some Billings Mustang foul balls. Adam Dunn, Aaron Boone. I mean, we had some players coming through there. All right, Kevin Figures was at the All-Star game last night. He's on the flagship station for the L.A. Dodgers. He's on AM 570 Los Angeles. Kevin Figures on the way. I'm going to ask him these questions, by the way. Hang on. From high school to college to the pros, this is the Nate Brown Show on 106.7 FM and 11.50 AM, Fox Sports, Rapid City. 
at Ace Steel and Recycling in Rapid City. Our goal is to make recycling your materials so quick, so easy, and so profitable that you'll become a lifetime recycler. At Ace Steel and Recycling, we buy, process, and ship scrap iron, automobiles, stainless steel, and aluminum, including cans and cast. We also buy insulated wiring, as well as copper, brass, lead, batteries, zinc, and tungsten carbide. Visit acesteelusa.com or give us a call at 342-8649. Ace Steel and Recycling, 2830 Eglin Street, Rapid City. Whether you run the race, make the catch, cast a line, pitch a tent, or just look good doing it, Shields Rapid City has your gear. From athletic clothing from your favorite team, cold weather gear to keep you warm, to the best camping selection this side of the Black Hills, and the most stylish and functional women's outerwear and footwear, Shields has the widest selection of the best brands in the business. So when you're ready to get out, get in the game, or get going, get to Shields. Shields, we're right there with you at Rushmore Crossing in Rapid City. First Gold Gaming Resort's concert packages for every show at Deadwood Mountain Grand handles all your before and after planning. Our packages come with prime seats to the show, an overnight stay for two in our Travel Lodge by Wyndham, $40 in free promo play, transportation to and from First Gold and the Grand, plus breakfast in our Horseshoe Restaurant the next morning. And the best part? Packages start at just $155 for two people. Book your concert package now by calling 800 274 1870 we all know life's busy, and if you get sick, you can get behind pretty quick. That's where Black Hills Urgent Care comes in. No appointments needed, no long waits, just fast, affordable care to get you feeling better quicker. Black Hills Urgent Care has two locations in Rapid City on Haynes Avenue and Mountain View Road. You can simply check in online at bhucare.com. That's with the letter U, bhucare.com. When you need care, see the team at Black Hills Urgent Care, the faster way to get better. Hey, this is Rob Parker from The Odd Couple. Don't miss our show weeknights from 6 to 8 p.m. right here on Fox Sports Rapid City. And now we'll send you back to Rapid City Sports Talk Show, The Nate Brown Show. Hey, welcome back in. Good start today. Good stuff. Thanks for being here. The Nate Brown Show Live, South Dakota Sports Talk Show. Packed lineup, college football analyst Adam Brenneman coming up, former Penn State tight end. We'll talk to him on the way. Jeff Turn live from Sioux Falls. Tonight he's the host of Overtime. Me and him always shoot it around, have some fun. A little fireworks today, maybe? I don't know. Jeff Turn live from Sioux Falls. We'll get to him. Gary Sharp, Big Ten Media Days, covers the Huskers, 1620 The Zone. He's on the way. Kevin Figures, it's been busy, man. Home of the L.A. Dodgers, AM 570 Los Angeles. And the Dodgers hosting the All-Star Game, L.A. The festivities wrapped up. Kevin Figures in the middle of that, and he joins us on Fox Sports Rapid City. Kevin, good to have you, man. How are you? Great to be back, Nate. I am spectacular. How are you? Well, I'm doing good. So let me ask you your read on uh, L.A. and hosting the All-Star Game. I had a report out there from a guy that was covering it for uh, the Rockies yesterday, and he said, hey, we had it in Denver last year. It, it was good, but it wasn't as good as L.A. What What's your take on the All-Star Game in L.A.? That's interesting, Nate. So this is the first All-Star game I've ever attended for Major League Baseball, as you know, since 1980. This is the first time L.A. has hosted it. And I'll be honest with 
it wasn't as as exciting or as drummed up as I thought it might be. I was I was at the stadium. The pregame festivities were amazing. Of course, the hometown guys got big uh, big uh, jumps. Like Clayton Kershaw was loudest cheer I've ever heard him get. The Astros were obviously roundly booed, even though many of the Astro dignitaries weren't even there in 2017 when the World Series cheating scandal happened. But, you know, once the game actually started, it was fun, and the Kershaw picking off Otani was fun. There were a couple of great moments. Giancarlo Stanton hitting the big home run in his hometown, winning the MVP. But I don't know, Nate. It just didn't feel as big as you think an all-star game would normally feel. Now, granted, I don't have the perspective on it because, again, it was the first one I've ever attended. But it certainly felt a little more ho-hum than I was expecting, to be completely honest. Interesting. So I've got a couple of questions out there when it comes to what type of baseball fan are you. And there's a viral video going around from the All-Star festivities yesterday of this uh, this grown adult man trying to get an autograph. I don't know if you saw this, uh, Kevin, but he's he's trying to get an autograph, and he's working his way up to the front. There's two kids in Dodgers jerseys up in the front. He's kind of smothering them. They kind of elbowed him. He elbows them back. I said, come on, you, you can't be that guy. Can you be an adult seeking autographs aggressively like that, Kevin? Come on. I was embarrassed for him. That was one of the most embarrassing moments I've ever seen. And it's right in line with, I don't know if you've seen, some of these videos have gone viral over the last couple of years. There's like a foul ball or a player throws a ball into the stands and like a woman literally elbows like a 12-year-old girl out of the way and catches it and starts sharing with her friends. Like, what are women? Like, these are, it's children. Go buy a baseball, for God's sake. This guy in this video that you're referencing, Nate, cannot be any younger than 45 years old. No. And he's sitting there screaming yeah, like the Beatles came to town or something. It's not that big of a deal. If you're there with your son, hold him up, hold him out, see if you can get an autograph. But it's one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen in my life, that a grown man at 50 years old is fighting with children, quite literally fighting with children, over positioning for an autograph. It's really sad. Okay, I'm with you. I'm with you. I just wanted to reference that one from the All-Star festivities yesterday. Final one, if I catch Byron Buxton's home run yesterday, I said, there's another guy at a baseball game. Here he is. If I catch that home run ball and there's kids around me, do I give it to the kid or do I keep it? And my answer, Kevin, even if a Byron Buxton home run ball in the All-Star game comes to me and I get it, if there's an eight-year-old kid next to me, I'm giving it to him, Kevin. Not because I'm really, really nice, I guess, but maybe to make his life, make his day. I'm giving up the ball. Is uh, Is that the right call? It is 100% the right call. I'm right there with you. The only time I will put context into this conversation, if it's, you know, somebody hits a a record-breaking, you know, most home runs in the season, let's say Aaron Judge hit 61 home runs this year. Right. Right. Maybe things selfish, Nate. I don't know. But I'm probably going to get pretty good scratch. Maybe it's a couple of tickets, an autographed bat. You know, access to somewhere, you know, if I, if I hold on to that ball and talk to, to Yankee security, that's one thing. But it's an all-star game. If it's a regular game in August or something and someone hits a home run, you can make that kid's day. You can make his year if you give him that baseball. What difference is it going to make for me as a 30-something-year-old man if I catch a baseball? Great. I happen to be in the right place at the right time. No one cares. Give it to the kid. So, Nate, we are in lockstep when it comes to this issue. <laughs> okay, interesting. I just wanted to get your read. You went to the All-Star game yesterday, and I said, it's easy for me to say it, but if I catch that ball, I'm giving it up. Um, some fans argue with me on that. They say, no, you, you got to keep the ball. Um, by the way, let's get into the second half here. You guys carry the Dodgers AM 570 LA. Kevin figures on. 
some people say, hey, the NL is for the Dodgers taking. Do you feel good about it? I do. I think the, the big reason why, and we know teams come out of nowhere in professional all sports every year, uh, you know, the Mets are having a really good season, but I think people want to see them do it. They haven't done it yet. You know, Jacob DeGrom had another setback. Will he be back healthy? How long can they keep this thing going? Whereas you look at the Dodgers, they've had injuries up and down their lineup, injuries up and down their pitching staff, specifically in their bullpen, and yet they're still pulling away in the National League West. It might not matter if Fernando Tatis comes back for the Padres because the Dodgers are, what, 10 games up or 9.5 games up, whatever it is right now, at the All-Star break. So they're basically, at, at this point in time, going to likely cruise to the, to, the conference, or to the championship in their division yet again. So I think until we see what actually happens when the playoffs start, the Dodgers have to be the favorite to come out of the National League at this point. Okay, I'm throwing out the Mets. Okay, i, I got to throw out the Mets, Scherzer, some of these guys that, that they can get rolling. You, you don't worry about the Mets? Oh, yeah. I'm not, I wouldn't say that I'm not worried about it, but I think that a lot of those guys, specifically in that lineup outside of Scherzer, DeGrom has made deep playoff runs, although he's so far removed from that, whether it was him and Syndergaard and Matt Harvey. Uh, you know, it, it, it's just very difficult for me to put stake or put stock into a team full of guys who just haven't been there before. The Dodgers are a veteran team. Freddie Freeman has been in the World Series, won a World Series. Trey Turner's won a World Series championships. Bellinger and Kershaw, all these guys have deep postseason experience, something that a lot of the Mets guys don't. So just from that standpoint, I would give the Dodgers a leg up. But I would certainly say when you have those aces at the top of that order, the top of that lineup, I would absolutely say the Mets have a chance. But if you're asking me right now who I would take, who I would favor, I would say it's the Dodgers over the Mets. Kevin figures on AM570 Los Angeles was at his first All-Star game covering it last night. Dodger Stadium, he's on Fox Sports Radio as well. Kevin, let's go to the college. Um, I want to get your read on this before I let you run. USC, UCLA going to the Big Ten eventually here. And now there's pushback. Um, state governor uh, out there saying, ah, we might have to look at this UCLA thing. USC's private, okay? But this UCLA under the uh, California Board of Regents and, and that whole thing, is there going to be a, a battle here with UCLA or is it just uh, people talking? It's just people talking. Gavin Newsom has a lot of other things he should be worrying about than what UCLA does when it comes to college, basketball, football, and everything else. But that's a different topic for another time. Well, look, I understand there is a board of regents. There's a lot of red tape that you have to cut through where you're dealing with state schools as opposed to private institutions. But all they have to do is sit down uh, with Martin Jarman at UCLA and the rest of that staff and say, okay, here's what our budget looked like. Two weeks ago, and here's what it's going to look like two years from now. You tell me what the move is that we should make. UCLA was talking about actually cutting Olympic sports. And they, this is something they hung their head on. UCLA hangs their head on the fact that they dominate a bunch of non-traditional sports, a lot of Olympic sports. They put a lot of Olympians in, whether it's swimming, volleyball, you name it. They were going to have to cut some of these sports because financially they were done so wrong by the Pac-12 and that weird whatever TV contract that they had where they were raking in no money whatsoever. They had to make this move to the Big Ten just for sustainability in their athletics department. So for Gavin Newsom or anybody else to say, well, you should have checked with us first. It's like, no, check the bottom line. They were losing money in that athletics department. Them going to the Big Ten is going to save that athletics department. So this is the best move UCLA could have made. I really don't care what Gavin Newsom or anybody else has to say. That's the only move they could have made. Kevin Figures on from L.A. He's with A. 
AM 570 Los Angeles on Fox Sports Rapid City here on the Nate Brown Show. Um, what do you think happens to the Pac-12, Kevin? These are the big boys, USC specifically, but Washington's kind of hanging out. Oregon's hanging out for now. Do you think the Pac-12 is going to hang on for now? Yeah, for now, I think they're going to try to, you know, scratch and claw and find a way to salvage, you know, this conference and bring it together. There have been rumors bandied about about maybe bringing in San Diego State, bring in Gonzaga for basketball only. Those aren't major TV markets, but they're at least decent brands who have had levels of success over the last decade and for Gonzaga the last two decades. So it helps you at least a little bit. You know, there's, there's potentially on the table is still the talk of the Pac-12 ECC alliance when it comes to the TV network. It's lost a little bit of steam, but from what I've heard, it's still that is on the table. The potential Big 12 alliance is off the table at this point in time. That's not going to happen. But I still think the Pac-12 is going to try to find a way to make them, to keep themselves afloat, which I think is necessary. You know, I know you're losing two big legacy schools in SC and UCLA, but, I mean, if you're talking about Washington and Oregon possibly trying to go to the Big Ten or somewhere else, where does that leave schools like Oregon State? You know, those are like the, the, the also-rans of the conference, but it's, pretty, but it's a pretty big deal for them, and I wonder what happens to athletic programs like theirs. You know, you wonder what happens to Cal. You know, Stanford is going to be fine. They have a huge endowment. Stanford could probably do without football or basketball and be, be completely fine if they really wanted to. Uh, but it's the other schools, the smaller schools in the conference, that you're really concerned about. I think they're going to try to find a way to make this thing work. How? I really don't know. That's the $18 million question there, Nate. But I think they're going to try to keep this thing afloat uh, as much as they possibly can. Okay, so USC, Lincoln Riley, everybody's expecting. All right, let's, let's have a quick turnaround. I don't see if it's going to be really, really quick. I think they'll be fine in the Pac-12 here early on. I think they're going to be a lot better than 4-8. and eight. But let me ask you this. Um, what moves the needle? Rank move the needle in L.A.? I'm talking Lakers, Dodgers, USC. Did I get that right or is that wrong? Um, honestly, when things are all going well, I would actually say Dodgers, Lakers, USC. Believe you it or would. not, you would. Okay. When the Dodgers are going well, even if the Lakers are going well, look, we go back to 2020. I know we had bubbles and that, and that whole situation with COVID, and the Lakers got their shine too. But I mean, the, the Dodgers, there was a much, a lot more fervor, a lot more excitement about them than it was the Lakers. Now there's circumstances around that too. The Lakers, had, the Dodgers had a lot more homegrown talent. The Lakers had just vagabonds, you know, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, guys that you really hadn't grown with. So I do think that's part of it, too. But when things are going well, like USC definitely holds its own. I don't know if I told you this before, Nate, but when USC was going through their run of success with Pete Carroll and Reggie Bush and Lindell White and all those guys, that same time was the back end of the Shaq and Kobe dynasty in Los Angeles. And USC was just as popular. I don't know if I can say they were as popular. Uh, they are more popular, but they were just as popular as the mm. Lakers were at that exact same time. So USC definitely swings the big stick uh, in Los Angeles when they're winning. To your point, they'll be better than 4-8. and eight. I don't know. I, th- I saw there was a lot of Vegas money coming in on them to win the national championship. Yeah. That's absurd. <laughs> Come on. Right, right. That's, that's what's happening. They can't block Alabama or Ohio State or those teams up front. 
They have skill position players up the wazoo, and I think Ricky Riley's got to do a good job of rebuilding those lines in the next couple of years. But as far as competing on a national level, they might be good enough to make it to a Rose Bowl, you know, a New Year's Six Bowl, sure. But compete for a national championship, I think that's really premature. Okay, don't waste that money at Westgate, Kevin. You're right. Don't waste that money. There's plenty of guys doing that, apparently, with USC. National championship, not yet. Um, AM570 Los Angeles, Fox Sports Radio. Kevin Figures on today. Kevin, good stuff, man. Thanks for hopping in. Always fun, Nate. Thank you, man. Appreciate your time. Kevin Figures live from L.A., side of the All-Star game last night. Dodger Stadium wanted to get some USC-UCLA talk. That's interesting. So I wanted to ask him, what moves the needle? You know, people ask me that on this show. Hey, what's the content, the topics that move the needle? Uh, it's various on this show in Rapid City. It's various, like sometimes Broncos, sometimes Kirk Cousins, <laughs> sometimes Little League Baseball. You know, it's, it's all over the map here. There, I said, what's, what moves the needle in L.A. sports? He says Dodgers, Lakers, USC. One, two, three. Dodgers, Lakers, USC. And if USC gets cranking, that will uh, be interesting, won't it? That will be interesting. USC on the national stage, uh, I like that a lot. I like it a lot. Makes it really interesting. Somebody else besides Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia. Um, Lister text coming up here as me and Kevin say, we would give up the home run ball. I would give up the home run ball to a kid. At a baseball game. I'm giving up the ball to a kid. And I said, but, you know, you got to think, if it's Barry Bonds' uh, record home run ball, am I going to give that one up? Well, I'm not going to do that. That's, that's a business decision. <laughs> Listener text coming in. So let me get this straight, guys. If you get the ball at a game and the ball's worthless, you'll give it to the kid. But if you get a ball that's worth something, you're keeping it. Got it. Well, how about you? <laughs> So, is it that nice to give up the ball in the first place? I mean, I'm not going to elbow a kid to get Aaron Judge's 61st home run ball. You don't have to go down that road. But uh, what a world we live in. Guys elbowing kids to get autographs of the All-Star game yesterday. And uh, now I'm giving up the ball to be a nice guy. Well, I mean, I just give up the ball. I don't need the ball. I don't need the ball. Now, look at my bank account. Yeah, Aaron Judge's 61 home runs. And I'll think about it. I'll think about it. Coming right back on the Nate Brown Show. Good stuff today. I like it. Adam Brenneman's in, college football analyst. There's one commissioner in college sports right now who says, maybe we shouldn't do these mega conferences. Hmm. Who would that be? He spoke today. We'll break it down next. This is South Dakota's Sports Talk Show, The Nate Brown Show, on FoxSportsRapidCity.com and live on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. Whether you're buying an existing business or starting one from the ground up, Pioneer Bank and Trust understands time is money. You can get approval fast using our easy online application process. At Pioneer Bank and Trust, convenience still comes with service. Connect with your local expert for questions or advice so you can get back to focusing on what really matters, your business and your customers. Visit mylocalloan.com. Pioneer Bank and Trust, local. Pioneer Bank and Trust, member FDIC. 
Get away from it all in the great outdoors for lasting family memories with a new or pre-owned RV from Dakota Discount RV. We make your RV experience fun and easy by providing you with a quality recreational vehicle, competitive pricing, and professional sales and service. Our large inventory of fifth-wheelers, travel trailers, toy haulers, and live-in horse trailers allows us to save our customers thousands of dollars compared to most dealers. Stop by and see us at Dakota Discount RV, 3330 East Mall Drive across from Cabela's and on JB Road, Blackhawk. Insurance. We all need it to protect our homes, health, businesses, and belongings. But having adequate coverage is just the beginning. You also need the support of professionals who stand by your side to protect what's important to you. Fisher Rounds and Associates combines the coverage you want with the commitment you need. Fisher Rounds and Associates. At your service, at your side. With offices in Pierre, Mitchell, Watertown, Sioux Falls, and Rapid City. The doctors and staff at Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center have provided expert bone, joint, and muscle care to patients in the Black Hills area since 1976. Whether you're an elite athlete, a weekend warrior, or just want to continue your active lifestyle, the orthopedic experts at Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center will help you stay in the game. Don't let an injury keep you from doing the things you love. Trust the team at Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center, specializing in what moves you. Learn more at bhosc.com. Hey, Rapid City, it's Doug Gottlieb. Join me weekdays from 1 to 4 right here on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports, Rapid City. And now let's get you back to the Nate Brown Show, Rapid City's Sports Talk Show. Welcome back in. A busy Wednesday show on the Nate Brown Show. South Dakota Sports Talk Show Live, 106.7 FM, 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. Glad you're here on the radio side. Bring us up on Twitter, at Nate Brown Show. Watch the show live, at Nate Brown Show. Also on YouTube, The Nate Brown Show. Subscribe to the channel. A couple of new subscribers. Boy, we're ticking up there. My daughter may be proud of me someday. The Nate Brown Show YouTube channel is live right now. Thanks for subscribing. Let's go to Adam Brenneman, college football analyst, former D1 tight end, Penn State, UMass. Brenneman shows up. He's got a podcast, interviews some athletes, college pros. It's good stuff. Find him on Twitter at Adam Brenneman81. A good follow, college football fans. Good follow at Adam Brenneman81. He's here on the Nate Brown Show. Adam, thanks for the time. How are you? What's up, Nate? Thanks for having me. Well, I appreciate your time, as always. Thanks for coming on. Um, Let me ask you about something here, and and I want to see if this guy's just in in a spot where nobody else is or if he's being honest. And so I'm watching ACC Commissioner Jim Phillips today. ACC Commissioner Jim Phillips basically saying, um, we need to kind of think about what we're doing here and Make sure we maybe don't do the gated community style conferences like you're in with the with the good guys or, or you're out. And he, he said, we need to take a look and see if we serve the many, not a collective few. Is that because he's just worried about the ACC falling apart? I mean, I think so. I mean, if I'm if I'm uh, if I'm the ACC commissioner and and you kind of see the consolidation of the SEC and the Big Ten, uh, I mean, I'm a little nervous. Although although the ACC is probably you know at least in a decent spot, but then you know you look around and and uh, you know you start getting nervous about Florida State and Clemson and some of those schools. Um, 
you know, and and you know, I'm sure those those administrations and those school presidents uh, would would uh, you know would like to be, uh, be be in the best conference in football in the SEC. So you know, I think I think uh, they're, they're in a tough spot. You know, I mean, boy, would it be tough to be Pac-12 commissioner. Um, who just took that job about a year ago um, and was kind of inherited inherited a mess from Larry Scott. So uh, I think all those commissioners are in a tough spot. I feel bad for them. Okay, so I, you just kind of brought that up, Adam. So I'd ask you, who's in the toughest spot right now when you look at this realignment deal? Pac-12, um, ACC, it doesn't feel like the Big 12, but I'll throw them in there. Ooh, who's in the tough spot? Oh, I think it's the Pac-12. I mean, Pac-12 has been in a tough spot for a while, right? I mean, they got. I mean, just every, it just seems like they they're behind the eight ball on a lot of different things. I mean, they just bad TV deal. Um, you know, the whole Pac-12 network experience has been kind of a disaster. I mean, most of the country can't even watch Pac-12 games. Um, you know, it's it's really the only network that that people have trouble finding. You know, it's easy to watch SEC games, easy to watch ACC games, easy to watch Big Ten. Um, you know, on national TV, you know, so they've been behind on that on that front. Um, like I said, the media front, and then just behind is a conference. I mean, they just the, the football hasn't been as good. They they don't recruit as well, and then now to lose um, USC, which is without a doubt the most established, best program in that conference, and then to lose UCLA. Um, you know your your two premier schools in California. Uh, it's it's a it's a tough it's a tough one. I mean, you know, and then it, by nature, every other school in the Pac-12 starts looking around and saying, "Well, hey, wait a second. If UCLA can can uh, can can make it in the Big Ten, you know, like what like, well, Arizona State? You got you're in the Phoenix market, um, one of the biggest metropolitan markets in the world, a huge huge business market, um, huge pro pro sports city. You know, they're they're probably looking around saying, "Hey, can't we uh, can't we go to the Big Ten? Can't we go?" football analyst his show Brenneman shows up find him on Twitter at Adam Brenneman 81 here on the Nate Brown show Fox Sports Rapid City does the ACC commissioner have a point though I, I look at it I know what he's saying Jim Phillips saying you know new structure here we, we must serve the many not a collective few basically he's saying college football if it goes to just the big dogs in in a couple of conference type scenario that really changes the deal for college football and a lot of programs across the country. Does he have a point that would that be a negative at all? Yeah, and I think he has a point, right? I mean, one of the great things about college football has been the competitiveness across the board, the, the amount of teams and programs, the amount of conferences, the amount of games to watch on a Saturday that are all competitive. Uh, the ability to, you know, the amount of bowl games. You know, that, that's part of what made college football so fun was that. 
you know, you had you had the freaking cheese it bowl that somehow meant, meant a lot to a lot of different people, even though it was about, it was two six and six teams playing each other. Um, that, that's part of what makes college football fun, and, and obviously everything we're seeing right now is it's just the pro- professionalization of college sports and college football. I mean, everything from uh, from NIL to the transfer portal to um, to these media deals to you know the USC and UCLA. Like, let's not get it twisted. No one, none of these school presidents care about what the best conference fit is or, or what the best academic fit is for their schools. This is all about TV revenue. That's all it is. Uh, and and I, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I just let, let's just call a spade a spade. It's the professionalization of the sport. So you know that that that's the trend that everyone's in. And it's the, and when when you get professionalized, the big the big dogs rise to the top. Um, and I think that that that's obviously what we're seeing. It's the consequences of of um, you know, really the trend that college football has been down, but it's really happened in the last two years. The last two, three years, we, a lot has changed more now than it has really in a long time in college football. So um, it, it's it, it's interesting. And I, I, think, I think I think the ACC commissioner has a point, but I, I just, you know, I, I don't know what he's going to do about it because the, 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 the ship's already left the – Left the station. I mean, it's 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 uh you know it's happening, and and you know the ACC and Pac-12 are just trying to survive right now. I want to ask you about Notre Dame, Adam. What's your what's your take on it? Speaking of media rights deals, they got one at about twenty-two million a year right now. They're thinking they can get about seventy-five million. Is is the report this week? If uh, they you know they ask NBC, hey, you got to bump it up seventy-five million because they see the conferences making. They might make eighty to a hundred million a year. Some of these teams over the years, can Notre Dame make that much as an independent? And I look at it and I say, do they have to join a conference these days? Because uh, it looks like they're doing fine. Yeah, and I mean exactly what you hit on the head is, you know, when you look at the numbers straight up. I mean, you look at it, and I, I wrote about this in my my newsletter um, a couple of days ago. Was just if you're Notre Dame, you almost have to join a conference, right? You, you you're losing out on so much money by not joining the Big Ten uh, that that it doesn't even make sense unless they can get a massive. What, what would that be? A Three hundred percent pay increase in their media deal from uh, from from NBC, um, and if that happens, then then you know it, then it is what it is, and, and Notre Dame stays independent. Notre Dame always probably likes to do things differently than everybody else. That's just how they are. That's their culture. Um, so I, I think they they'd like to stay independent, but and I also don't think they're in any rush. You know, I think that they're. Um, I think that they are. You know, they're gonna they're gonna play it out. They're gonna see uh, see what NBC will do, but it. You know, by looking at it on paper, I just, I just, it's hard to see a scenario where I don't, where Notre Dame doesn't, doesn't have to join a conference. Uh, you know, I, but again, the money that's getting thrown around nowadays, who knows? Maybe NBC will, uh, will, will, will make it happen. But you know, from from an initial view, I, I really think that that Notre Dame will end up in the Big Ten. Okay, one football question, not on realignment. Um, I thought this was crazy to see Westgate, Las Vegas taking the number one amount of bets on USC to win the national championship. I, I can't go down that road and throw money away. They're, they, they're going to be better, I, I believe that. National title, I, I don't, I'm not buying that. Um, where, you, where do you stand on USC, how good they could be right away with Lincoln Riley? Yeah, I, uh, I I did a, a video on this a couple uh, a couple weeks ago. I, I told everyone I said I said don't bet against USC. That's my best advice okay. for the year. Uh, <laughs> Is that right? I, I'm 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 on the USC train, man. I'm, I now I mean betting on them to win the national championship is a is 
you know, that may be a little bit of a stretch, but I mean, I, I, I think I go, I go over on their win total. I, I, I think, I think USC is gonna be really good. You look at their roster. Uh, I mean, they're as talented as, as anyone in the country. They got Lincoln Riley, obviously. Um, you know, Caleb Williams at quarterback, Jordan Addison at receiver. I mean, they're, they're as good as, as as any roster I've seen. Now, now the one part that that everyone questions at USC, right, is the offensive and defensive lines, and and that's really the question of the Pac-12. But I think, you know, you look at this year, the Pac-12 is just not. It, it, it's it, it, it's. I wouldn't be surprised if they run the table in the Pac-12. They, they, I don't see a, I don't see a team that has a roster that even comes close to USC's right now. Okay, and. Um, you know, maybe Oregon it gets close to it, but I mean, just it's it just you're, you're talking about Caleb Williams versus Bo Nix, uh, and 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 you know, I think I think uh, I think USC is gonna have a good year. I really do, and, and I uh, I'm drinking the USC Kool Aid right now for sure. <laughs> okay, I'm with you in the Pac-12. I'm not I'm not laying that uh, uh, at West yeah. I, I I think the national championship one may All be right. a little bit of a stretch, but all right. Uh, well, they're stretching the the books, man. I'll tell you that uh, the LA train over to Vegas is laying some money. Um, Adam Brenneman on. Find him on Twitter at Adam Brenneman 81 former D1 tight end for the Nittany Lions, UMass college football analyst now, Brenneman Show. Um, Adam, always great, man. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. Appreciate your time. Adam and Brenneman, really good. College football analyst. Follow him on Twitter. Um, if you haven't, new follow for you, Adam Brenneman 81 former Penn State tight end. I'll expand on this ACC commissioner um, statement today. You know, it's all the media days are going on. SEC, Mountain West, ACC, Big Ten. The ACC commissioner says um, about, you know, these mega conferences, if you only have the SEC and the Big Ten with a bunch of teams, quote, all neighborhoods in college sports need to be healthy. It's not good for college athletics if they're not. We understand where those two leagues are. We're all trying to find ways to close that gap, and all neighborhoods need to be healthy for college athletics. Well... The ACC is bringing in about 35 to 38 million per school on their media deal. 35 to 38 million per school each year on their media deal. The SEC and Big Ten may go to 90 to 100 million per year per school. 35 to 38 million for ACC schools. SEC Big Ten projecting 90 to 100 million per school. Uh, in a few years. Mm. Ouchie. Ouchie. That's, uh, that would mean all neighborhoods are not healthy. That means you're living in my neighborhood and somebody else is out there living on the golf course. Like my guy Matt Kearney. All right. We know that. Okay. Gary Sharp's in next. Huskers. Media Days. Big Ten. Nebraska's going to change a policy with their coaches. What do we think? What do we think of this? A little change here. 1620 The Zone from Omaha. Gary Sharp on the way. You're listening to The Nate Brown Show. Follow us and watch the show live on Twitter at Nate Brown Show. Today on Hey Culligan, buy to save. Here's a text from Devin in Denver. Hey Culligan, I'd love a water softener, but I don't want to pay for it. Devin, I can't help you there, but a Culligan high-efficiency softener can help you save oodles on energy and detergent, so the savings can be even greater than the cost. And I'm getting a mind-blown emoji followed by... Yes, please. Devin, the savings are already on the way. Let us help you out with a free in-home water test with the local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. 
Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Lows around 65 tonight under clear skies. Winds out of the northwest, 8 to 15 miles per hour. Mainly sunny skies and calm tomorrow. Daytime highs approaching 98. Lows level off around 67. Tomorrow night, clear skies. Bright sunshine expected Friday with daytime highs approaching 99. 86 Saturday. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 89. Hi, it's Nate Brown for Black Hills Community Bank. If you run your own company or you're looking to start a small business here in the Black Hills, you want to make sure you choose the right banking partner. And I know the right choice for business is Black Hills Community Bank. They have plenty of banking options to suit your specific needs. And Black Hills Community Bank is here to help business owners thrive and to make sure you have the support and tools to help your business grow. Just contact one of their business loan experts today or visit bhcbank.com. Member FDIC. We're all going somewhere, going higher, faster, farther, going in new directions, to new places. At Monument Health, we keep going so you can keep going. We're dedicated to advanced orthopedic care with the latest innovations, technology, expertise, and treatment. So keep exploring, keep making memories, keep going with Monument Health as your partner. Learn more at monument.health slash orthopedics. Hi, it's Colin Coward. Great to be in the Black Hills. Getting the Herd weekdays, 10 to 1 on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports, Rapid City. On a Wednesday, the Nate Brown Show, South Dakota Sports Talk Show. Gary Sharp is in tonight. Let's talk Huskers. Football is almost here. I mean, they're going to be playing, man, in a month. They're going to be practicing here in a couple of weeks. 1620, the zone. Omaha getting set for Husker football. Gary Sharp, 1620 on Twitter. You can find him there, and he's here on the Nate Brown Show, Fox Sports Rapid City. Gary, always good to have you. Thanks for coming on. How are you? Hey, thanks, Nate. Uh, doing well. You know, 38 days before Nebraska-Northwestern play. Actually, camp will, uh, this time next week, Nebraska will have completed their first practice. Wow. Wow. I did not know that. Okay. I thought we were, man, it's just coming up. It's coming up. So uh, here's something I wanted to talk to you about, being a media guy, and, you know, how we try and find answers, and we try and ask questions, and we try and be the voice of the fan, right? We're trying to get uh, information to the fans. That's the goal, I think. Um, the Huskers say... No interviews with the position coaches anymore. It's going to be um, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. That's it. Does that uh, matter at all to this Husker fan base who wants to know everything about any little thing? Well, you you know this fan base well. Uh, they freak out over everything, and <laughs> you know, on a freak out level, yesterday was probably a mid three on a scale of one to five. Uh, at some point. Nebraska football will be where the games matter and not everything that's surrounding it. I think here we've been spoiled covering the sport or or covering the team or or following the team. There's a lot of access, and there has been to assistant coaches where a lot of places around the country, you get the coordinators, you get the head coach, you get the players, but you don't really get the position coaches. And Some fans can't even tell you the particular names of the position coaches. Well, it's been that way around here at Nebraska for a while where assistant coaches talk to the media. And I think there were a couple of instances last year 
uh, a couple of those coaches are not here where they may have said some things that were different from what the head coach said. Mm. And so, you know, when you have, you know, I work at a station that's got 12 hours of sports talk and 85% of it is Husker football, you know, that's going to be parsed through. So I, I think this is all part of a test. You know, when you make a, the head coach the CEO, you know, when, when the CEO of a major company and there's something going on in the world, it isn't the assistant that goes on the Today Show and talks about what's going on. It's the CEO. And so the CEO, which in this case is the head coach, Scott Frost, he should know everything that's going on in the program and be able to relay that to the fans. Um, they'll still have uh, position coaches during fall camp, but once the season starts, it'll just be the offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, and periodically the special teams coordinator will pop in. What it has shifted Nate, and this is really for you and I that cover teams in the sport, is there is more access to players than there has ever been Mm. with them being out in public and out with their name, image, likeness, and message boards that are just players only. That's crazy to me that we've shifted so much. But now those players are going to get asked a lot of pointed questions that maybe would go to the position coaches. I'll be curious to see how many of those guys can handle that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's interesting. Good point on that because I think people say, well, we want to know what the position coach thinks. And uh, Husker fans, I mean, they drink this Kool-Aid, man. They are like, we want to know what's going on with the running backs, the the tight ends. I mean, the whole thing, special teams. Now that's not going to happen. And it's interesting you say that. So, I, I don't know if it's just me or not, Gary. You say you you talk Huskers every day. I haven't seen Scott Frost uh, say anything. I haven't heard much. I haven't seen much. Uh, maybe it's just summer, but it feels like I hear from Lane Kiffin and I hear from some of these other guys. Scott Frost, I haven't heard a thing. Is that just me? No, that's. I think that's a calculated thing. So last year when Trev Alberts makes the decision that Scott's being retained and they, they changed the dynamics in his contract, he lowered the temperature. And then you make some hires, and then they go to the front where people are talking about Mickey Joseph and his recruiting and how dynamic he is and some of the other assistants. And so they're getting all of the attention and all the portal guys that rolled into Lincoln. And Frost has kind of stepped back The last time that I can recall publicly he talked to the group of us was at the spring game press conference after the spring game was over. Now, him and his wife have welcomed another addition to their family. I mean, God bless him. He's got got three kids under the age of five, Nate. Um, So he's kind of been quiet in that. And you've seen him a little bit more in the last, like, week and a half of making public appearances. But I I think it's all a plan to kind of keep things quiet for Scott and take him away from the front and center. But beginning Tuesday in Indianapolis and Big Ten Media Days, that changes, and all of a sudden it's go time. And the head coach is front and center where he's got to be the CEO and he's got to relay the information and know what's going on all over his program. Because there have been times where Scott would be asked questions, Nate, after games or during the week about a defensive question. And he would kind of say, I don't know, I don't spend as much time with the defensive uh, group, which is understanding because that was true, but now he can't get away from that. But you're going to see him a lot more, but you're absolutely right. You haven't seen a lot of him really over the last eight months or so. Okay, I asked uh, a guy from Denver yesterday, one of our guests who covers CU, and it was interesting, all this college football realignment, Gary, and I said, where does CU end up? And and he wasn't sure. He's like, well, they might have to stay Pac-12 if that can survive. 
And, and I said, that CU brand has really fallen off. And I made reference. I said, Nebraska had a huge, huge brand. It's still very, very good in Nebraska. But nationally, everyone's going, well, the Huskers are a long way from getting back to national prominence. So I asked this. Where is Nebraska? If there's uh, mega conferences and you start talking, okay, it's just the big boys and they're all going to play each other and they're going to have their own league. Is Nebraska in the top 40? Are they a top 40 program? Yes. On the field performance of late, no. But off the field where now everybody is being treated, Nate, as a brand, regardless of what you're doing on the field, it's what value do you have to a particular conference in terms of eyeballs, passion, butts and seats, uh, history, that kind of stuff. Nebraska still checks all of those boxes. They don't check it on the field. But in this day and age where the TV execs are running college football, and then when TV contracts are up, they're changing the scope of college football, Nebraska still has a seat at the uh, at the table if you're putting them in the uh, top 40. Okay. I, I said I, I, I wasn't sure on that, Gary. I really wasn't. I said CU's not. Um, they weren't as powerful as Nebraska back in the day anyway, but CU used to have a pretty darn good brand. They've really fallen off. And I said, where does Nebraska land if you're looking at the top 40 programs? And, and where would you put them? Are, are, they, are they kind of in the bottom half, right? Yeah, and you, you look at – so. So TV is running the world. I mean, you and I are radio guys. I'd like somebody for one to say, hey, let's see what the radio guys want. <laughs> hey, what's the radio guys decide of this? I mean, you know, we don't have the same money that the TV people have, but what's we'll some respect on our, our industry? That's hey, right. That's um, right. Nebraska, Nebraska, when they show up on television, even in this state where they've won 15 football games in the last four years, they still resonate. They draw really, really well. And so when a TV exec sees the eyeballs that are on a Nebraska game, even if Nebraska has a losing record, they go, yeah, they're still relevant from our standpoint. Yeah, I got you on that. I mean, you just think about the last few years. Have they had a lot of national TV games? They really have. I mean, a ton of their games. I'm not saying prime time. But they're on national TV. I mean, they are on um, quite a bit. All right, Gary Sharp getting set for Husker um, first camp practice, uh, getting set, and Big Ten Media Day starting next week. 1620 The Zone, Omaha. You can listen to them there. 1620 The Zone. Gary, always good, man. Thanks for coming on. Hey, thanks, Nate. Thanks for your time. Gary Sharp on Fox Sports Rapid City. 1620 The Zone, talking Huskers live from Omaha. So that was that's the change is no more access to all of the Husker coaches for the media. So the media is, you know, fun to pick on, right? I, hey, I know this. I know this. The media is fun to pick on. It's, oh, the media guys are all upset they can't have access. I always turn that around and say, if the media is doing it right, they're the fans' access. Not their own agenda, and they're getting jaded, and they're getting ticked off, and whatever. It's trying to get information about a program or whatever you're covering a team and putting it out there uh, professionally. Good, good work ethic, good inside information, and you're trying to get that to the fans. That's what the media should do in sports media. Sports media should be the outlet and the inside for the fans. That's what it should be. Um, Nebraska is changing this up and saying, you know, we've always had our position coaches, the wide receiver coaches like Mickey Joseph, the, this new coach. He would give interviews and you could, you know, talk about all sorts of things. That's over. 
So now it's during the season, you're going to have the offense coordinator, defense coordinator, that's it. And, of course, Scott Frost, obviously, in his weekly uh, deal. But uh, OCDC, that's it. I, I don't think that's a massive deal, but for Husker fans who want to know everything about anything, I mean, they want everything about the Husker program. They want to know it. No, that's a change with the Husker football program under Scott Frost here uh, this year. No assistant coaches after the start of the season available. All right. Into the drive at five on the Nate Brown Show with the college football question of the day. Are you ready for this? So college football, the rules committee just got together, and they, they're going to change some rules for this upcoming season. I only grabbed one that really got my attention. Now, a lot of the stuff, you know, not, not a huge deal. There's one rule change for college football this season that really got my attention, and I ask you the question of the day, and I cannot believe the answers yet I'm getting on Twitter. I'm getting slammed on Twitter because I disagree with what people are saying about this new rule. That's next. Did you miss an interview or great segment on The Nate Brown Show? Just find The Nate Brown Show podcast and listen wherever you download your podcasts. Building new is a great way to get the home of your dreams. Let Black Hills Federal Credit Union help with individualized solutions. Finance up to 100% of your project with BHFCU's single close construction loan, giving you the buying power you need in this crazy market. Plus, experience peace of mind when you lock in your rate at the beginning of the process. Learn more at BHFCU.com or text or call 605-718-1818. BHFCU is an equal housing lender. KIMM Rapid City and K294BD Rapid City. The Black Hills Sports Station, 106.7 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports Rapid City. Hey, families, Rapid City Pizza Ranch South on East Sumer Road is now expanding their Fun Zone Arcade by 3,000 square feet. Yes, they already have the best buffet in town at the Pizza Ranch and now a bigger Fun Zone Arcade with more party rooms. Come for the buffet at Pizza Ranch South and stay for the fun. And this is the place for birthday parties and celebrations. The grand opening of the new, bigger Fun Zone Arcade at Rapid City Pizza Ranch South is July 29th. From the kennel to the coop, whatever the season, Fleet Farm has everything to keep your animals happy and healthy. From training your pup to sit season, to mastering those retrieval skills season. From clipping your horse for competition season, to keeping the backyard birds well-fed season. And of course, loving your pets like family season. There's a reason people say, if Fleet Farm doesn't have it, you don't need it. Because we have it all. Fleet Farm, built for real life. Hi, this is Dan Patrick. Remember to catch me weekday mornings from 7 until 10 a.m. right here on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM Fox Sports Rapid City. And now, back to Rapid City's sports talk show, Nate Brown Show. Nate. Welcome back in. The Drive at 5 is here on a Wednesday. We've made it. Warm back up today, man. Warm back up on the Nate Brown Show, Fox Sports Rapid City. The Drive at 5 brought to you by Summit Automotive Group. Your place for the 
Best car buying experience in Rapid City. Experience the Summit difference. Stacy and Matt work hard to get the right vehicles for you, but also treat you right. Experience car buying truly built around you at Summit. SummitAutoGRP.com. Start there for your next pre-owned vehicle search. Take a look. The inventory up. SummitAutoGRP.com. Jeff Turn is on the way, host of Overtime in Sioux Falls, a little Sioux Falls Rapid City. Jeff Turn, Nate Brown, uh, rapid fire question stuff tonight. Uh, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. I'll get to him coming up, host of Overtime Sioux Falls. Might talk a little bit about Sioux Falls Little League, who's coming to town. Oh, State Little League. It's heated stuff, boys. I'm telling you, Sioux Falls has been a Little League World Series a couple of times. They've, they've taken us out. That used to be our show. Sioux Falls has the whole city to, to have Little League baseball players from, and we, uh, we break our leagues up in our neighborhoods here. Oh, it's uh, contentious, contentious. We'll talk to Jeff Turn coming up. Um, here's something that uh, turns out to be contentious on the Nate Brown Show today. I thought I was going to be with uh, everybody on this. I thought you were going to be with me on this. I really did. And it uh, turns out the majority of the audience, at least on Twitter, that's where we post the question first, and then I bring it to our radio audience here. The question of the day, I thought you would be with me on this. Matt Kearney, you know, the producer of the Nate Brown Show, he disagrees with me on a whole host of topics. I mean, he just lets me have it. He agrees with me on this. I agree with Matt Kearney on this. So Kearney and Brown are on the same page on this. It's the new rule in college football that's going to be um, changed this year. And so here's what it is. And you tell me, radio audience, are you with me on this? Twitter audience, I'm stunned, actually, by our results on this poll. I am. I don't get stunned by much. I'm surprised by this. Here's the new rule. Um, they, they changed a few rules. None too big, and, you know, you're not going to notice them. But this one you'll notice. It's going to happen. So here's what it is. College football... I'm running in for a touchdown. I'm running in for a touchdown at the seven-yard line. I do a little high-stepping. A little high-stepping. I look back at the guy who's chasing me down and maybe point at him. That's taunting. That's unsportsmanlike conduct. And you know what that rule is, right? So that is assessed on the kickoff, which is the next football play. Okay, so... Taunting in college football, and for that matter in the NFL, but the NFL's not going to change it right now. College football is changing this. If you taunt going into score, here's the scenario. I score before I'd score. It wouldn't matter. I could taunt, and uh, who cares if it's assessed on the kickoff? Not that big a deal. It's really not. Now college football rules committee says we're changing it. Taunting during a touchdown run is going to be treated as a live ball foul now, and it will take the touchdown off the board. Okay? So the intent is they're going to treat this essentially like a personal foul in play. Now, if you get a personal foul on a, on a, tie, on a touchdown score play, that's not a touchdown. That's a live ball foul. And so as a taunting uh, situation, I'm running in for a touchdown, whatever it may be, a little, little taunting, whatever it is, I always got off the hook. I got off the hook. Oh, we'll assess it on the kickoff. Okay. <laughs> Not a big deal. Not a big deal. 
I'm going to ask you, do you agree with the new college football rule this season taunting during the process of a touchdown, like a big play like that, I, I bring it up like a touchdown. It could be a long play that doesn't result in a touchdown. But any taunting, I bring it up. I'm going in the end zone. You know, a little peace sign as I'm running into the end zone. Now it takes the points off the board. It takes the points off the board 15 yards from the spot of the foul. So if I taunt on the six-yard line, I'm going 15 yards, no touchdowns, and we got to try it again. Do you like the change, or do you keep it a dead ball foul and assess it on the kick? That's my question of the day. What do you think the Twitter audience is saying? What do you think? Um, 66%, it's a pretty high number, says, no, don't change it, just assess it on the kick. 66% say, don't change it, keep taunting a dead ball foul, Keep the touchdown on the board. Keep the touchdown on the board. 66% of the audience, 34% is with me and Kearney. Yes, I like the rule change. I like the rule change. Don't taunt. 34%. (laughs) What's, What's the deal? What am I missing? What am I missing? I mean, everybody gets so wound up about everybody being bad sports and taunting and doing dances and and the whole deal. That's what I hear. Everybody gets wound up. Hey, you got to be a sportsmanship and you got to be respectful. And I don't like all the dancing and the and all that stuff. Yet we're 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 college football is going to say, hey, we don't want taunting. So uh, taunting and unsportsmanlike conduct as you go in and score. That's going to take. That's going to take the points off the board. I'm with it. I like it. I like it. Um, Let's see. Listener text. The college game's taking forever anyway. Lasts close to four hours. More of these dumb rule penalties is just adding to it. Yeah, but they're going to, uh, you've got to call it. You've got to call it. I don't want to do, I don't want to have a player going in for a touchdown, doing the taunting, and still getting the touchdown because it does nothing as far as a punishment. I mean, we act like that penalty assessed on the kick is a big thing. It does nothing. So I'm saying, let's curb it. And if you say, well, it's not going to work. You know, when they started tar- uh, calling targeting, I just looked at these numbers because I want to make sure. Targeting um, has gone down big time. When they started calling targeting in college football, the targeting now over the last couple of years has gone down. There was a ton of targeting before. Now they started calling it and, and enforcing it, and targeting penalties have gone down in a big way in college football the last uh, two years. That's, that's this type of play, in my opinion. But I don't know what I'm missing. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm just crusty. Maybe I'm crusty, but I say taunting during the process of scoring a touchdown, new college football rule, that's going to take that uh, touchdown off the board. Do you like the change? Yes or no? Take the points off the board. Yes, don't taunt. 34%. No, keep it the way it is. Assess on the kick. 66%. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Me and Kearney must be having a bad day. We're just, uh, we're, we're just crusty. We're, we're rule followers. We're rule followers. I don't want to. I don't want to have a taunting. Uh, I want to hold him uh, his feet to the fire a little bit on that. Thanks for calling. You're live today, and you go ahead. 
you know, they're always concerned about injuries on kickoffs anyway, so that's an easy out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not bad. So that could be the one option to get out of that, but I I agree. The taunting is kind of... It, it's ridiculous, and you're teaching kids to be obnoxious little jerks. <laughs> basically, basically, right? Yep, and you see it on the midget football field in Texas and stuff like that with the parents are obnoxious, the kids are obnoxious. You know, it's gotten out of control. So okay. I, I, I agree with it. They should they should take away the touchdown. Okay, I'm with you. Thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, I appreciate that. Um that that's that's uh, I believe that's okay. I'm surprised it's that lopsided. I just am. I just am. Whether you know you, you got if you're calling taunting, make it an enforced uh, penalty because putting it on the kicks is nothing, nothing. And the kids don't care. The team doesn't care. They really don't. You start taking points. Here, here's my point. You start taking touchdowns off the board with a taunt. Now that's going to get the head coach's attention. What do you think the head coach is going to do then to that player? They're going to have a little uh, come-to-Jesus meeting. You ever heard of those? We've all had them. It's a beautiful thing. And so I'm here to tell you, if you want to cut down on some of that uh, garbage, and, and some people say, oh, sometimes it's just fun. I, I get it. I get it. Emotions and, and fun and, you know, the horns down. And, you know, okay, I, I get it. I'm just trying to, hey, clean it up a little bit and uh, enforce the penalty. Because I can get a personal foul during that play. The touchdown doesn't count. I can get a personal foul during the play. The touchdown doesn't count. But I can taunt the heck out of somebody going into the end zone. And the old rules was it still didn't matter. The new rule this year is it will matter. So wait for that one. Wait for that one. Somebody's going to taunt. They're going to get popped. The touchdown's coming off the board. And Nick Saban's going to lose his mind. Okay? <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm with it. I, I like it. 34% of you, you're, you're in the good uh, group. Listener text coming in. Nate, you're get off my lawn. <laughs> Act like you've been there. Um, oh, wait. Well, no, okay, you're with me. Act like you've been there. Good new rule. Oh, okay. I thought, uh, you were, I thought you were against me, the get off my lawn crew. But you're with me on this. I like that. Act like you've been there. Good new rule. Um, let's see. i got to bring this one up. It's freezing up on the Barron's Wilson text line. Uh, one more, uh, 720-1067. Um, they should also penalize teams for their silly turnover chains and slot machines on the sideline. <laughs> hey, more get-off-my-lawn guys. I like it. Um, I think they should assess it on the extra point, and better yet, maybe they don't get the extra point. Hmm. Hmm. Don't get the extra point. Um, listener text, what a stupid, ridiculous rule. Keep the rule as it was. What do you mean? You don't want you want you want the points to stay on the board? You want the points to stay on the board? Get those points off the board. Here, here's 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 a little recommendation. You want the points to stay on the board? Don't taunt. Run in for your touchdown. Celebrate with your teammates afterwards. Don't taunt. That's all. All right. Back with Jeff Turn. Host of Overtime in Sioux Falls next. Live callers, big time interviews, and breaking sports news. This is the Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City.
Have you hit a pothole or curb with your car? Does your vehicle need an adjustment or have an alignment, shock, or strut issue? Black Hills Tire is your one-stop shop for complete automotive service and repair in the Black Hills area. Trust your vehicle with no one else but Black Hills Tire. Contact Weston, Denise, and the guys at Black Hills Tire, where honesty, reliability, and safety is their top priority. Black Hills Tire voted the number one shop for automotive repair and brake repair and tire store in the Black Hills. Ask about their free pickup and delivery. Black Hills Tire. Check them out online at blackhillstire.com. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Lows around 65 tonight under clear skies. Winds out of the northwest 8 to 15 miles per hour. Mainly sunny skies and calm tomorrow. Daytime highs approaching 98. Lows level off around 67. Tomorrow night, clear skies. Bright sunshine expected Friday with daytime highs approaching 99. 86 Saturday. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 89. All right, it's summer in the Black Hills, and if you're looking for the best place to have a cold one, the best selection by far is at Poor 54 downtown. 54 taps of beer from local and regional breweries, a great sports area upstairs, and they're bringing in live music with their summer concert series. Poor 54 has something for everybody, and the food is outstanding. Enjoy summer in the Black Hills and take your crew to Poor 54 downtown Main Street. Kelly Blue Book Instant Cash Offer from Denny Menholt Toyota. Use your phone. It's fast and easy. Pull up our website, click on Value Trade-In, scan your VIN, and tell us about your car. You are on your way to a no-hassle, no-commitment cash offer on your vehicle in under five minutes. Bring your vehicle and your Kelly Blue Book Instant Cash Offer to Denny Menholt Toyota and get cash or trade-in credit today. See you soon at Denny Menholt Toyota, Rapid City. What can Elevate Performance do for your athlete? Brandon Drum, D2 lacrosse player at Mars Hill University. I started going to Elevate Performance for problems with my knee, and after working with Britt, he identified some other issues that helped me prevent severe injury. Elevate's strength and conditioning program also helped me perform at a much higher level. My goal was to play college lacrosse, and I am thankful for Britt and Elevate for helping me achieve that goal. Elevate worked with me on a personal level and helped mold me into a stronger athlete. Get your athlete started at Elevate Performance sd.com Fans know some things just go together. Slam dunks and three-pointers, face paint and super fans, game days and tailgates. I'm State Farm agent Scott Carlson, and I know another winning combination, home and auto. Me and my team are here to help life go right when you combine your home and auto insurance, which saves you time and money. So get your home and auto on the same team and score some savings. Call me, State Farm agent Scott Carlson, at 342-0188. From the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Details Studio, Sales, Service, and Recreation, this is Fox Sports Rapid City. Welcome back in the Drive at Five on the Nate Brown Show, Fox Sports Rapid City. The Drive at Five brought to you by Summit Automotive Group. For your next pre-owned vehicle, take a look, summitautogrp.com. It's been kind of hard to find the right vehicle these days. Stacy and Matt have found them. Cars, SUVs, trucks. Selection starts there. Stop before you buy. Stop at summitautogrp.com right there on your phone. 
Jeff Turns on tonight. Jeff's on tonight. Host of Overtime, Sioux Falls, on Twitter at JTESPN. Oh, I got a lot of questions for Jeff, and I have a feeling which way he's going to go here. You never know. He's, he's not a calculated guy, okay? He just throws it out there. So I said, I got a lot of questions for Jeff. Let's talk Sioux Falls and more. Jeff, good to have you back on. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Happy summer to you, Nate. Thanks for having me back, bud. I appreciate your time. So I got a question of the day here. I'm going to start with that, Jeff. Let's just shoot it around. So um, college football is changing one rule. Uh, Well, they're changing a few, but one that got my attention is taunting is not going to be a dead ball foul. So, So what I mean is for fans, hey, I'm running in for a touchdown. I taunt somebody. It didn't matter. It was assessed on the kick. Um, so, so college football says we're going to take the touchdown off the board. Um, no more taunting going in for touchdowns. And you say what about that new rule? I've always been a fan of assessing some sort of penalty for taunting at like the high school level, the middle school level, youth sports. Um, and if it's something egregious and over the line, we all know where that, that line is then obviously at the college level or the pro level, there needs to be some sort of penalty. But like when people are celebrating with the horns up or as Tyree Kill does his, his, his sign on his way in, I feel like at that point we're micromanaging to a point where the fans are getting upset about it. And it's rare that I think you see the majority of the people reacting in a stadium. Um, you know, in real life, Twitter can be a different world, but in real life going, man, I'm so happy they threw that penalty. They took a touchdown off the board. Gosh, I'm so glad the, the morality police got in the middle of a third quarter touchdown yes. in Ames, Iowa. So, uh. I mean, you know, I, they're, they're, at some point you have to determine if it's entertainment or if it's egregious. And if it's entertainment, I think we need to draw the line at not making it something that takes points off the board. Okay, interesting. I somehow knew you would say we're going to taunt our way into the end zone. but uh, hey, You know I like to have fun, Nate. I apologize. You know, <laughs> Having fun, is that what you call it? Okay. Yes, um, yes. Um, by the way, I say this. If I get a personal foul, Jeff, I get a personal foul during that play, the points are off the board. They're off the board. Sorry. Do you know, but to me, a personal foul is something that should be physical, that should should impact the game. Me, even if I flip the bird to somebody on the way into the end zone, it doesn't affect anything other than the viewing people maybe being upset. And at this point, I've driven on enough roads in South Dakota that I see enough birds. I don't know that people are upset about that either. <laughs> uh, if I'm that opposing player, I'm very upset, by the way. And, are, you know, are you? Yeah, are you I'm very okay. upset. I'm very right. upset. Um, by the way, let me get into this. I wanted to answer, uh, have you answer that question of the day. Here's one other one for you. Um, I wonder where you're at on this. So I watched this video. Maybe you've seen it this week. All-Star uh, festivities yesterday in L.A. There's a fan. He's probably 45 or 50 years old, and he's trying to get an autograph. And uh, he's leaning over some kids. He, he's kind of, you know, you know, slam, you know, kind of leaning over kids, smothering them. The kid kind of elbows him. He's probably like an 11-year-old kid who wants the autograph of the All-Star game. The man kind of elbows him back and gets all ticked off. Okay, Jeff, where are you at on the adult uh, aggressively seeking sports autographs? At some point, 
Uh, this is a lot like wearing jerseys as an adult. You have to cut yourself off from going after the autographs and let them be for the kids. Listen, at some point, I think, you know what, Nate, it should be? Like, once you get out of college and get a real job and you have a debit card and you know how to operate the Internet, you should have to be forced to get your autographs from eBay and from Fanatics. You should not be able <laughs> okay, to, to, to go right. to, the, to the stadium and steal from some 11-year-old kid as he tries to get an autograph. And most of the time when the adults are getting the autographs, it ends up on ebay anyway so yes that is egregious by the guy i saw the video and uh you know you, you watch it and you go it was funny that, that but it, yeah yeah you watch it and you go man like <laughs> it's, it's comical to watch but if that guy sees that man he is not going to feel cool about himself no i got you on that so i'm with you all right all right we're on we're on the same page so i'm not right, i'm good. not an autograph seeker and by the way coming from my media days that was kind of like um, blazed in my mind from my companies like hey if you're around pro athletes and i was back in dc it's like you can't ask Steve Spurrier for his autograph. You got it? It's like, okay, I, I get it. Um, let me ask you about this. I'm at an all-star game. Or at a, I'm at a baseball game, and I'm sitting next to Jeff Turn, and, you know, we're just enjoying the game. We don't have our kids with us, okay? Okay, okay. Ball comes in. I catch the home run ball from Byron Buxton. I catch it there okay. at Target Field. I've got it. There's an 8-year-old kid that we don't know down the road, uh, and, and he's sad. I'm giving him the ball every time. Or are you? Every time. Okay, so um, it, it would probably <laughs> depend. And this is all based on if my kids gave a crap about the, the home run ball that was hit to me. Because I would first be like, listen, I got kids at home. I'm going to oh. give it to them. But if my kids are not involved in any sort of way of caring about that baseball game or those players, sure, give the baseball to some kid. Foul balls, definitely give the foul balls. Although, like, if your kids really love baseball, tell them, hey, I got little ones at home. I think most people would not be upset at you. But if you are, like, again, like that guy diving over three <laughs> rows and stealing it from little Johnny, they should escort you out of the stadium. Okay, okay. I'm with you yeah. on that, too. So I'm giving the ball up. I, I did say this. One listener took me to task today. I said, if it's Barry Bonds' home run ball, home run record-setting ball. Now, that's a business decision. I, I'm going to be oh, careful yeah, I'm with that. that. Okay, yeah, I'm okay. That, he got yeah, mad yeah. at me for it. I said, no, no that, I, guy, that guy would have done the same thing. He was lying to you there. <laughs> so I'm keeping Bonds' ball, but Buxton ball, regular home run ball, I'm yeah. giving that up to the kid. Um, you have a nice heart, Nate, man. That is for sure. Mine just, a little bit colder than you. Okay? <laughs> I'm just a nice guy. I don't know. Yeah, I, I just don't need that ball. Uh, by the way, Baseball out here. So I just want your read on this. This is the Sioux Falls thing. Little League Baseball State Tournament is in Rapid City Friday. Okay. And okay. here comes the Sioux Falls Super Team. The Sioux Falls <laughs> Super Team. Um, they've been to the Little League World Series twice. Rapid City used to go to the Little League World Series. And then Sioux Falls said, we got the whole metro area. We're going to make a team here. Is this, uh, is this fair game? Is this fair game? So I don't know the particulars of the uh, of the population base of who's on each team, but I will I will point out that growing up in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, as I did for fifteen plus years, uh, I I always just assumed that there was no chance any of our teams from Babe Ruth or anything had a chance to go to the Little League World Series because it was always going to be the representatives from Rapid City. So I think you know the tides turn sometimes, and you know um, there's probably a lot more people that they can pluck from out here. But I mean, what's what, what's the alternative? You want to split up like the, the good players from the metro area no, so no, that I, they have a diluted. I, I know. I wonder what's the solution. Well, now, that's you know? the solution, Jeff. It is. And so we got we got our neighborhoods um, broken up out here. We got Canyon Lake. We got Harney. You know, we got our neighborhoods broken up. Sioux Falls oh, gets the so whole metro area, oh, okay. and they have one team. 
Okay. Well, you know, just once again, showing why you should move out to Sioux Falls, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I knew that was coming. I, I said uh, Sioux Falls, the biggest, the best, I'll tell you. Yeah, that's um, right. That's State right. Little League Baseball coming up Friday. We'll see if uh, the Evil Empire will will win again. No, good luck to everybody. I'm, I'm kidding. Jeff Turnon, overtime host on ESPN Sioux Falls, JT ESPN on Twitter. Jeff, always good, man. Thanks for coming on. Hey, man, I got one thing to sneak in real quick. I got a hot take in football, and it involves the Denver Broncos. I got them finishing in the same spot that they did last year, and that is at the end of the division. I'm pointing to the fact that Russell Wilson's not going to be the savior, and I like the Raiders to win that division there, Nate. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so this is interesting. I don't know if you've heard my bet. So I've got a bet with the listing audience. I've got 35 VIPs, and if the Broncos finish last – I'm hosting a 35-person VIP party at our great sponsor, Downtown Pizza, Beer, the whole thing. If the Broncos finish last. I might make the last, trip for that. I might make the trip for that <laughs> so I can celebrate my prediction along with all of your listeners when they finish in last place. We might have to do a weekly update just to see how that record's going, okay? I like that, man. You be well until we talk again, man. But uh, right. as always, you're, you're the best. Thanks, man. Appreciate the time. Jeff, turn on tonight. That's interesting. I didn't know that. I didn't know a bold take. Was he just trying to hit me on that? Was he just trying to jab me on that? He's got the Broncos finishing last. I had a listener, um, I think, you know, this was months ago. He said, Nate, the Broncos are going to finish last. And, and so I threw out this bet for all of you guys. I said, I'll, I'll host a party. Just like back in the school days. I'll host a pizza party at 454. Pizza, beer, we'll have it all for 35 VIP listeners if the Broncos finish last. That's not happening. Jeff Turn, um, overtime host. I think he's. Uh, I think he's trying to get that thing started a little bit. We shall see. It'll be here soon enough, Jeff. The season will be here soon enough. Back with more on the Nate Brown Show. Interesting stuff, by the way. Interesting stuff. Um, I, I agreed with him on a couple. Agreed with him on a couple. Um, and by the way, what should I je- what should I bet Jeff now, Matt Kearney? We should think about this. So I got the listeners. Uh, I got the listener bet. So I'm going to have to host a party for everybody uh, down at Poor 54 if the Broncos finish last. What should I bet Jeff? I mean, I- I'm, I'm going to bet him. I- I'm going to throw this out here. We we interact on Twitter a lot from Sioux Falls. There, Jeff Turn. So he thinks the Broncos are going to finish last. What are you going to do, Jeff, when they don't? What's the bet? We better get to work. Ah, that's a good idea. I like it. Back with more. You're listening to The Nate Brown Show. Hey, Black Hills, Boss Pizza and Chicken is now bringing you the best new sports bar in Rapid City. Grab your crew and check out the new Boss Pizzeria and Sports Bar on North Lacrosse Street. Same great pizza, chicken, and food you love from Boss, and now a full-service bar with beer, wine, and liquor. Boss Pizzeria and Sports Bar is a newly remodeled sports bar with TVs all around and a sports ticker dedicated to local and regional sports. This is the place for sports fans in the Black Hills. The new Boss Pizzeria and Sports Bar in North Lacrosse and Rapid City. They're open early and open really late. Also with delivery at Boss Pizza chicken.com no one has a handbook for what we're living through today which is why the experience you have access to makes all the difference in how you make it to tomorrow for decades dakota bank has worked with ag producers through industry economic and regional changes we're committed to agriculture we're committed to the producers and families that make our communities great go with commitment experience and integrity Dakota Bank, banking, insurance, mortgage, and trust. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Insurance and trust not FDIC insured.
And 200, 2 and a quarter, 2 to the bit, 1 above, 50, 1 to get 250 here, no 75, 275, now 3. Hi folks, Kevin McPherson, McPherson Auction Company. We can turn your property to cash. We can sell your personal property and your real estate at auction. A family business for 64 years and counting. We've sold several millions of dollars in property over the years. We're happy to consult with you on your auction plans. Let our selling experience work for you. Call McPherson Auction, 605-348-1369. Visit us on our web at McPhersonAuction.com. Hi, I'm Bill from Wirefree USA, your local authorized direct TV retailer. You wouldn't buy an expensive, high-powered motorcycle and then put training wheels on it, would you? So why would you try to get a beautiful picture on that expensive HD TV by hooking it up to cable? DirecTV offers access to 200 full-time high-definition channels. Ask how you can get your TVs connected to the Internet, and you can get DVR functionality in every room on every TV. With Genie, DirecTV's most advanced HD DVR ever, you have the ability to record up to five shows at the same time. Never call an 800 number again. Call us at 343-3806 or stop by our showroom at 680 North Lacrosse Street, three blocks south of Walmart. The future is Wire Free USA with DirecTV. 24-month agreement required. HD channel count varies by package selection. HD equipment required. Hardware and programming available separately. Additional and advanced receiver fees apply. New approved customers only. Other conditions apply. Call for details. You want to feel important. You want to be part of something bigger. Something that matters and can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We know. We felt that way too. And that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Army National Guard soldiers. We are normal people just like you. But our part-time service in the Army National Guard means we get to be more. When our communities are in need, we get the chance to stand up and do something about it. We get to serve in our own region and help the people we call neighbors. From the lakeshores of Ohio, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Minnesota. The fertile fields of Indiana, Illinois, and Iowa to the wide open plains of North and South Dakota. We are here for our hometowns. And together, we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the South Dakota Army National Guard. Aired by the South Dakota Broadcasters Association and this station. Live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Details Studio. Sales, service, and recreation. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. Welcome back in the Nate Brown Show. Fun show tonight. Good stuff. Thanks for listening. Fox Sports Rapid City, 106.7 FM, 1150 AM. Stream us there, foxsportsrapidcity.com. If you can't catch all of the show live every day, the Nate Brown Show podcast is available for you. Listen when you can. Download the podcast where you download podcasts. We're out there on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Audible. It's all out there. The Nate Brown Show podcast up and ready uh, to download for you. You can listen at your own convenience. A guy listening to the show walking his dog. I hope the <laughs> I hope you enjoy that. I, I appreciate that. That's good stuff. Um, we got to go inside sports medicine on a Wednesday. It is brought to you by our partners, Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center, the expert team when it comes to orthopedic care in the Black Hills since 1976. More options, better access at Black Hills Ortho, helping you stay in the game. Learn more at bhosc.com. Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center orthopedic surgeon, Dr. Aaron Dykstra on tonight. Aaron, good to have you. How are you? 
Hey, thanks for having me on. Doing great. Well, I appreciate your time. It's it's that time of year I'm thinking about it. Baseball. Um, we've seen a lot of baseball going on. Rapid City's the home for a lot of baseball coming up. Little League State Tournament, uh, Legion State Tournament, the whole thing. And I think about something that comes up on the sports medicine side here with baseball players um, and, and a few others, but namely baseball players. We hear it, pitcher's elbow. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you the first question. Kind of what, what, is that, what is that term? What does that mean, pitcher's elbow? Yeah, so we're, we're talking about stress on that medial ligament complex, that inside part of the elbow receives a lot of torque and a lot of stress with throwing motion. So it's the spot where the pitchers tend to cause injuries, overuse problems, stretches out that ligament. We end up with a lot of issues with that. Okay, I'll ask you about this. Um, baseball, Little League, Legion, they've all tweaked over the years, Aaron. Hey, we got to have pitch counts. we got to be careful with it. Do you think that's made a big impact? Yeah, I think that really has helped a lot. You know, certainly we've we've brought a lot of attention and awareness to the issue. And you know, I can remember being a kid and, and kids going out and throwing two or three games in a weekend tournament and, and end up with sore elbows. And over time, you just end up losing speed, losing control, and it kind of ruins elbows. So I do think the pitch counts have really helped a lot, preserve kids, prolong their longevity in the sport, and keeping them from getting hurt. Dr. Aaron Dykstron, orthopedic surgeon for Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center. Some people say, hey, um, my son or you know, pitches, and uh, we're not sure if it's too much. You know, Maybe we're pitching, we're practicing, it's sore. When do we know when sore goes to a problem? Yeah, I mean, I think it's that improvement phase. If you if you give it a day of rest and it feels better, you know, that's probably a, a reasonable soreness to have, just a little bit of overuse. But if it's that continual day-to-day, I throw a couple times, it hurts again, and it's everyday reoccurrence, you got to really be careful with that. That's telling you that the body's been overstressed. We're not able to catch up with the day-to-day repairs. That's the time you got to back off and you got to rest. There's really not much to do except rest it and let it heal. When it comes to younger people, are you still seeing um, these cases and treating these injuries? Yeah, we see a couple of kids this summer at least. Um, we start to see it more even in the off season. Kids are doing a lot more pitching camps, a lot of coaching going on in the off seasons, and you know it's, it's where you kind of lose track of the pitch counts. We're really focused on that during the season. It's wintertime, too. you got to pay attention to those things, really make sure you're not overdoing it, and you know, just making sure we're keeping kids healthy. Dr. Aaron Dykstra, orthopedic surgeon, Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center Inside Sports Medicine. I, I ask about this. I think, okay, um, if we have a surgery like this, how does this player come back after it typically? Yeah, we're talking, you know, at earliest six months, but it's really a nine to twelve month recovery process. It's it's reconstructing that ligament on the inside, and once it's been stretched out to that point that it's incompetent, the only way to do that is to use a graft, and you got to steal that from either somewhere else on the body or from a cadaver. And that process of healing that and reincorporating that into into the patient's body just takes time. Any stress before it's ready is just going to make it fall apart. I'll, I'll tell you a brief story. I saw a kid this year, a college kid, had it fixed about a year ago. And, uh, in fact, it was even about 15 months. Went back to throwing hard this summer and, and blew it out. Mm. So it's, you know, even at that point, it's it, it takes a long time. And, you know, he was a, he's a Texas kid who was up here for the summer. And, you know, it's devastating. It's, it kind of ruins a career. It's uh, great to have you guys here. I'll tell you what, uh, treating the athletes and, and an interesting topic, parents, coaches, trainers uh, need to be aware of Dr. Aaron Dykstra on Inside Sports Medicine, orthopedic surgeon, Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center. Aaron, always good, man. Thanks for hopping on. 
Yeah, thanks for having me. Have a good evening. All right. I appreciate that. Dr. Aaron Dykstra, part of the expert team. When it comes to taking care of the elite, uh, elite athletes to the weekend warriors like me and you, you, we're talking pitcher's elbow. You know, I know there's also tennis elbow. Maybe there, you guys are out there playing tennis, the whole thing. We didn't get into that with uh, Aaron, but um, situation to think about. A great team to have in the Black Hills, Ortho, Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center, um, bhosc.com, where you can learn more. And also now with Urgent Care, remember, um, their Urgent Care, bhosc.com. Start there. Dr. Aaron Dykstra, part of the expert team, um, helping you stay in the game since 1976. Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center. Here on the Nate Brown Show, we go who's hot and who's not up next. I've got something for you. Um, how much does it cost to go to a Major League Baseball game? Family of four. How much How much does it cost these days to go to a Major League Baseball game? The numbers are out. Are you buying these numbers? I've got numbers. I've got how much it costs to go to a Twins game, how much it costs to go to a Cubs game, how much it costs to go to a Yankees game. Are you buying these numbers? That is on the way. And also... Who's uh, the number one recruited basketball player in South Dakota right now? Maybe a kid you don't quite know coming up. This is the Nate Brown Show. Rapid City in the Black Hills, if you're shopping for a new vehicle before you buy, stop by Gateway, one of our two locations, 123 Omaha or 410 North Campbell. We specialize in credit rebuilder programs. We specialize in finding you the rarest cars in the market. We specialize in the funnest car buying experience. If you have good credit, bad credit, no problem. We specialize in people. Gateway Autoplex with one of the largest inventories in the Black Hills. I'm Scott Anna. And I'm Adam Ray. And nobody, I mean nobody, beats a Gateway deal. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Lows around 65 tonight under clear skies. Winds out of the northwest, 8 to 15 miles per hour. Mainly sunny skies and calm tomorrow. Daytime highs approaching 98. Lows level off around 67. Tomorrow night, clear skies. Bright sunshine expected Friday with daytime highs approaching 99. 86 Saturday. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 89. Hey, families, Rapid City Pizza Ranch South on East Sumer Road is now expanding their Fun Zone Arcade by 3,000 square feet. Yes, they already have the best buffet in town at the Pizza Ranch and now a bigger Fun Zone Arcade with more party rooms. Come for the buffet at Pizza Ranch South and stay for the fun. And this is the place for birthday parties and celebrations. The grand opening of the new, bigger Fun Zone Arcade at Rapid City Pizza Ranch South is July 29th. If you're in the market for a vehicle right now, you probably have noticed it's sometimes hard to find the right one. That's where Summit Automotive Group steps in. Stacy and Matt and their staff working hard to get a great selection of pre-owned vehicles at affordable prices. At Summit Automotive, they have a different outlook on selling you a vehicle. You'll experience stress-free shopping, friendly, honest service with no high-pressure sales gimmicks. Before you buy, drop by East Highway 44, SummitAutoGRP.com. Live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Details Studio, Sales, Service, and Recreation, this is Fox Sports Rapid City. All right, 
Let's roll on a Wednesday. The Pizza Ranch gives us who's hot and who's not every night at this time. Wrapping up the Nate Brown Show, South Dakota Sports Talk Show. Our friends at the Pizza Ranch, they told me, hey, we got this grand opening of this new Fun Zone Arcade expansion. Fun Zone Arcade at the Pizza Ranch, Rapid City South. It's awesome. I've taken my kids numerous times. Now they're going 3,000 more square feet. More party rooms. So it's the place to go for graduations, birthdays, celebrations. Bring the fr- uh, friend, bring your friends, bring your family. The Pizza Ranch, Rapid City South, July 29th, grand opening of the new Fun Zone Arcade expansion. 3,000 square feet. Come for the buffet, best buffet in town. Stay for the fun at the Fun Zone Arcade. Grand opening July 29th, Rapid City Pizza Ranch South. Kids night tonight. Remember the Pizza Ranch Buffet. One child 12 and under eats free for every regular priced adult. Tonight, open until 8 in the buffet at the Pizza Ranch tonight. My who's hot category, I'm going to throw out a guy that you may have heard about, but some of you I don't think probably have. South Dakota High School Basketball. This guy is now setting the recruiting world on fire. So the number one recruit in South Dakota high school basketball right now is a kid named J.T. Rock. How about that name? J.T. Rock. You probably you probably haven't seen him much. He's going to be a junior. A junior. Sioux Falls Lincoln. He's seven feet tall, can shoot threes, can block shots, obviously, uh, slam the basketball, handle the basketball. 16 years old, and they say he's probably still growing. Probably still growing. J.T. Rock, Sioux Falls Lincoln, is the number one recruit now. The offers that have come in as of today, Wisconsin, Purdue, Creighton, Iowa, Iowa State, Nebraska, South Dakota State, and more after that. But there's the big hitters, the Purdue's, the Wisconsin's, the Creighton's. Iowa, Big Ten, Iowa State, Nebraska, J.T. Rock. The list is just uh, growing. Seven-foot junior, Sioux Falls Lincoln, the number one recruit in South Dakota high school basketball as of today, securing nine offers. In our Pizza Ranch Who's Not category, I'm going to go with this uh, little calculation. So Sports Business did a calculation. How much does it cost for a family of four to go to a Major League Baseball game this season? I'm not buying this. I am not buying this. Minnesota Twins, the average cost for a family of four, and they say tickets, parking, hot dogs, a couple of beers for mom and dad, a couple of sodas for the kids. That's what they break it down. That's their breakdown. You get the basic minimum, enjoy yourself at a Twins game. How much? 170 bucks. They said a family of four, cost for a family to go to a Twins game at Target Field is 170 bucks. Where are those guys sitting? <laughs> they, the, they say the average ticket price is 32 bucks. Have they have they looked? I mean, are, are we getting uh, tickets from you know, you know, your friend at a huge discount? Come on. Yeah, 170 bucks. I spent that when I bought a couple of beers in the parking. Yes, I'm almost down 170. No, not quite, but 170 bucks total for a family of four to go to the Twins game. I'm not buying that. There's no way. Uh, by the way, I, I can I can do this. Uh, San Diego Padres. The average for a family of four is 176 bucks. So I'm trying to tell my family we should go to the Padres game in a couple of weeks. We're in San Diego. So a Padres game is 176 bucks. 
Let's just see. Let's just see. No way. No way. Okay. Most expensive in Major League Baseball for a family of four? Boston Red Sox, 324 bucks for a family of four. Chicago Cubs, 312 bucks. New York Yankees, 302 bucks. So I can go watch the Twins for 170 bucks, and uh, I get a nosebleed because I'm, uh, you know what seats we're in, right? They say five dollars for a beer. Huh? Was that Bush Light? Come on. Back tomorrow at four. Thanks for listening. We're out. Got to go to the Odd Couple right now. The Nate Brown Show podcast. Good show today. Thanks for listening. The podcast will be up tonight. See ya.